It may be technically true, but literally we are started. We are live at the Non-League Podcast, episode 130. Uh, Chris and Smith sitting while I'd be laying on my bed, uh, talking to you from the Hilton overlooking Wembley. And here in Bracknell Barcher, it's me, James Barcher, as always, sitting in a room overlooking my back garden. And just up the M4 from James, it's me, Rob Overfield in West London. I'm not sitting overlooking my garden or anything. I'm sat in the kitchen, having a rather nice bottle of Cornish Rattler. Oh, I prefer your view to mine at the minute, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on the beer I'm having is looking the variety. Yeah, I'm, I'm on water because I'm sitting looking at the pile of stuff I have to do. Um, we've got a bit to talk about. Uh, I'd just like to say that Trinity was safe in the end. Um, we had a little help out from uh, Files, who uh, decided to go a bit ramped, rampant on their um, victory parade um, up there at the pub. Uh, to uh... Oh, speaking of ground grading... From last, I'm just thinking because I can't see how Files grounds uh, acceptable for anything uh, in the National League um, normal. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to we we spoke about ground grading last time, and due to the ground grading, there was some comments uh, from some people in the National North trying to ask how Chorley have made it to the um, final of the North uh, little playoff. They beat Kidderminster, which is quite surprising, but uh, they uh, run away with that, and they get to play Halifax, who only beat um, only beat Salford on penalties. Now, mm. I, I saw something, and I haven't checked, but it was like nil nil, and both were in, in both were in extra time. The goals, I believe. That is true, Kristen, because um, Salford City, for some strange reason, are good friends of Hampton and Richmond Borough, so we tend to keep an eye on their results. And um, it was uh, we saw it was nil-nil at the end of 90 minutes, and then we saw that um, Halifax had gone a goal up in I think it was 95th minute, and then I think it was 106, uh, Salford got one back, and so it ended up in penalties, which um, Halifax ended up winning 3-0 because Salford couldn't put one on target at all. Or they did, and the keeper just had a great two good three great saves. So it'll be um, it'll be them that will go on and uh, play Halifax. that will go on and face Chorley for the place in the, in the national league. Yeah, so it, w- it will be interesting. We won't dwell too much on the south, uh, where Hampton couldn't make. Uh, I think the wasn't the best preparation, uh, not knowing till two or three days before everything happened. Um, but uh, you guys lost uh, um, to Ebbsfleet and. Uh, I'm trying to think, Chelmsford, uh, did they beat Dar- Dartford in the end? They did, yes. They ended up beating Dartford, Dartford 2-1. Um, and I think that was actually at uh, Prince's Park, Dartford. Yes, it, yeah, it was. So, yeah. so it's, uh, it's a decent result, but it gives uh, cause it gives fans in TW12 a bit of a conundrum. Because um, Ebsfleet are not, particularly not our favourite yeah, our favourite club at the minute, and we don't really like Chelmsford. So we've got a problem. We've got a problem. <laughs> no, you haven't got at a problem. Get, at least you've got a summer holiday. You get rid of one of them. Uh, unfortunately, we'll still be stuck with the other one. But um, no, as far as Hampton goes, when you, you when you've got a side that's barely ninety percent fit at the best of times, you've got injuries coming at you. You know, players dropping to the bench, not being able to start, and you know everything messed up to actually to force Ebbsfleet to the, the results that they had. Um, you know, it, it was still a great achievement. And, uh, you know... Well, that's the, the thing. 
you, you finished 27 points behind Epsley, and mm-hmm. as you say, it was it was quite a late a late thing when when the club found out they were going into the playoffs. So you know, it was it was always an uphill task, and mm. yeah, you know, I was following the game a little bit yesterday. It sounds like they did themselves proud yesterday. I, when it got back to one one on the day, I, I was I was dreaming a little bit, and then <laughs> and of course the late goal. It was very late, Gil. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it was a bonus. A seventh-place finish, regardless of whether it got in the playoffs or not, it was a unbelievable result for the uh, for the first season back in step two. And mm. it, it really, especially considering, you know, we've mentioned it before, um, with the two star strikers departing for Portsmouth in January, you, you know, the fact that they stayed up there and we're only two points outside the playoffs in the end. Uh, mm. It's mm. just a phenomenal achievement. And what a... What a base to build on next next season. Indeed, indeed, that kind of season performance will actually um, very much raise the profile among players of what kind of club it is. But funnily enough, after the game, um, the Ebbsfleet supporters didn't take kindly being told that on the two performances in the space of four days, they did not look 27 points better than the team they were playing. They didn't like that for some reason. And neutral observers were, pretty, were saying similar things. You know, it was just two little bits of quality that ended up making the difference across the you know across the rest of the match. There was not nothing in it, and but that's all you need to win. And uh, they managed to take the chances when they got them. Well, that's that's the thing. It always is the uh, the bit with the playoffs. It's cup final. It's uh, you don't know what's going to happen. So let's let's just before we go on with our main talking point, let's just go for a quick run around. Um, Lake Norian and Hartlepool, two old names, mm. um, but the table doesn't lie, is, is the uh, the old adage that they always go by, and so they both have uh, dropped down to the National League North link, we already knew, um, I know, had gone back up again, and we're waiting to see Tranmere and uh, Forest Green are going to duke it out uh, for the playoff final. Um, which, which is good because it's second v third, so if, if you're having playoffs, then... I suppose you know the quality of the of the two best teams in the playoffs has, has shone through there. But yeah, just touching on uh, on Harlepool and Orion, I mean it's it's shocking. It's, uh, that's over two hundred years of football league history between them. Um, I think it's a it's a hundred and twelve. I think for Leighton Orion, it was ninety odd for Harlepool since either. I think it's the first time Orion have been out of the league, and I think Harlepool might have been once or something. But yeah, it's over two hundred years of football league heritage. Mm. Lost, and you can't. To be, I can't see either either of them being a serious challenger to go back up. I'm not entirely convinced. Late Norian's leaving to start the season because just coming out today yeah, possibly. was um, the news that a second winding up order will be heard in the High Court um, in June. Oh, it could be a double relegation. Then. It could well be, and um, it's going to be interesting to see whether they manage to come through that because that's June the twelfth is going to be a big, a big date for uh, that part of, uh, of East London. Um, if the High Court decides that you know enough's enough, that's late. No, we're out of business, gone, and uh, not really much opportunity for them to come back. Now the Phoenix Club will not be allowed in anything probably higher than. Possibly Essex Senior League if they're lucky. Um, it's been a, you know, it's just been, it's just been desperate times for them. You had, you have to feel sympathy for the way that the clubs ended up. It's not that long ago since they were a really proud 
you know, what is now second division, you know, what was then second division club, and they were, you know, a well-respected name in London football. But now, as much as I hate to say it, they've almost become a joke, and no club should end up like that. And it's all because, in many respects, of the people that are running it. It's, you know, it's terrible. It really is. But um, interestingly enough, then, that could be a reprieve for York City, who were relegated on the final day of the season uh, of the uh, standard day. So it could be a reprieve. If it comes to it, yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, because they Um, won't be able to take their place in the National League. They will be relegated again. So uh, they will... York, who were one point behind. And as... uh, We've we've spoken about York a lot, and to me, it would have been amazing had they got out of it. But to to even come back to being just one point after some of the uh, places they were this season was uh, quite remarkable to me. Yeah, uh, I mean they were desperate at one point, weren't they? So, and then well adrift down there. So yeah, to to have been so close. Um, It'll be hard to take, and it's, it's scandalous for want of a better. I mean, when you've got when you've got a club like Geisley finishing above them, you know, with all due respect, Geisley and not not on a par with York City in terms of history and, and size of the club. Uh, you know, and I, I would hazard that a Yorkie the biggest club down at the National North. I mean, I know you've got. There are some big oh. clubs in there already. With, no, um, no, no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I'm not talking about Trinity. Club. You can't include Trinity. <laughs> I was more thinking of uh, people like Stockport County. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I would, yeah. but they've got to be on a par with clubs like that. I would have thought. Yeah, I would have thought Stock, Stockport and SC United uh, and Telford. I, w- I would say yes, mm. they are. They're going to be on a par with uh, with those sorts of teams. The only, um, the, the only, just one quick thing. The only problem yep. Leighton Orient have is that the winding up order is to be heard on June the twelfth. The AGM for the National League is June the tenth, so <laughs> they could end. They could end up knowing that this winding up petition is going before the High Court, being accepted at the AGM, the winding up petition being thrown out on the twelfth, and the National League having to say, "Well, sorry, you can't come in." Two days. Normally, with that sort of thing, they'll ask for a bond in before. Yeah, yeah, yeah but come that normal, don't they? Yeah. But only a fool would ask for a bond in this situation. <laughs> because you don't know how it's going to go. You can ask for the bond, but who's going to pay it? Well, the, this is the thing. If it's, It was the same sort of thing that happened with Salisbury and Hereford, if you recall. Uh, Salisbury uh, but at least, were booted. Yeah, but at least they did have backers who would you know, who would pay the bond. Who's going to, who's going to save Leighton Orient? You know, the fans aren't. The, the fans just want the chairman out. They just want the club sold. To somebody who can actually run the club and run it properly, this is just getting to be a point of where it's going to be, you know, it's going to be we're going to be one disaster after another if they're not careful. And um, you know, I reckon Barry Hearn now must be regretting actually selling his share in the club. Yes. Um... Let's just keep going around because I do want to get on to what you want to talk about, James. I just want to mention, say, Trinity survived, Worcester, Stalebridge and Alty, uh, Altering were all relegated um, from the National League North. They will be replaced, at least uh, in part, um, by Blythe, who we already know were promoted, and Spennymoor Town have just been 
um, promoted after beating Stourbridge uh, 1-0 in the playoff final uh, for the Evo Stick Northern Premier. And so looking down here at the south, uh, Maidenhead, we already knew, they were champions, took it to the wire, but uh, Gosport, Bishop, Storford and Margate uh, are all uh, down, which we already knew uh, some of those. And just looking down there in the... Nobody knows what it's going to be called yet. It's still Ryman at the second. Mm, at the moment, yeah. I suspect, <laughs> that, I, I suspect that'll come out in the league AGM. I, I, I would hope so. So Haven and Waterlooville have been promoted. And Bognor Regis, mm. after ah. pushing uh, Hampton all the way last season, um, have actually managed to get through the playoffs this time. They beat Dulwich Hamlet <laughs> 2-1, which uh, is once again a second v third. And like again a, in the Evo Stick North, it was second v third. Yeah, there's a theme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is for so, and there's another theme for Dulwich. That's the third season they've been in the playoffs and failed. Well, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ruin the theme now. <laughs> Chippenham Town, uh, they were promoted yeah. already from the Evo Stick Southern uh, Premier. It's going to be one of those times where we start looking at that spreadsheet and those league allocations because mm. Leamington have beaten Hitchin, which was second v fourth. Just to yeah, but it's thing. interesting, that isn't it? The um... The Ryman and the Evo Sticks, all all three, the second place team have gone up, which is how which it is, should be. Get really silly it, it should, but I mean, oh. you know, the the playoffs are are good. Um, obviously, not if you're a kiddie fan, <laughs> but uh, they, they do keep it interesting. Um, and if you know, if Ebsley do go up, then that'll be that. Obviously, that's another second place team. Um, so it, it it is nice when the second place team does get get up there because it, it doesn't often happen because a lot of the time they they've dropped into the playoffs off a back bad run of form and it's it's you know the cliches and it's it's a team that sneaks in at the end that that has the uh, the momentum but it's always nice when the when the second place does go up it just you know while it while it validates the playoffs it also it feels right <laughs> the the second best team going up. I think actually, though, it, I'm just let me check because I mean, Forest Green beat Dagenham and Redbridge, and Tranmere beat Aldershot. So yeah, it's going to be a great, it's going to be just a great finish. It's going to be a great final at Wembley in a few I, weeks' time. I, I know I'm saying it's nice when the second place team go, but I, I, part, of me, part of me wants to see Forest Green go up. Mm. I mean, I've got I've got Tranmere f- friends. At work, um, believe it or not, working in London, I've got Tranmere Rovers friends at work. But I just I, I like seeing clubs progress, and it'd be quite nice to see if Forest Green go up. But you know, I mean, it would be nice to see Tranmere go up as a, as another ex league club going back would be nice. Mm. But yeah, something about FGR just going up would be would be really really intriguing. <laughs> to see how everybody likes the vegan pies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so as I say it's going to be it's another one Leamington coming back who were in the Evo Stick South uh, last time they were up in the higher division they were in the uh, National League uh, North so it's another one of those I don't really envy the guys who have to go around and decide and mm. try and draw those lines and see see the minimum number of people they can piss off <laughs> um, Let's just quickly drop down. Farsley finished second in the Evo Stick Division 1 North. They've been promoted uh, after beating Osset Town 4-2. So that's another second-place team. Mm-hmm. When Albion continue the theme, 
Uh, they beat Spalding. I'll say third. They beat Spalding uh, to uh, go up from Division One South uh, to the Evo State Prem. And oh, Thurrock are back up. <laughs> They've ruined the ruined the theme. Uh, they beat Malden Tiptree at Malden Tiptree because Malden Tiptree finished second. Uh, they've been they've joined Brighton Lindsay um, Regent to move up into the well whatever it's going to be called next season Prem. This is um, the next one, isn't it? This is the interesting one. Ryman South. Yes. Because oh, Dorking Wanderers beat Corinthian yeah. Casuals on penalties, but Dorking finished level with Tooting, who won the division, on 105 points. That is that is the uh, the old Henson North Ferriby one from a few years ago, isn't it? Mm. Yes, it, it is. It would have been an absolute travesty if Dorking hadn't gone up. Um, mm. so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because the divisions where the second-place team have gone up Generally, that second place team has been a long way clear of the other playoff teams. If you look, um, like Ebbsfleet, we're, we're only two points off Maidenhead and we're a long way clear of the teams below them, and Dorking as well, they're 10 points clear of, of third and we're 12 points clear of Corinthian. So there does seem to be a little bit of a theme that even when the second place team are going up, they were streets ahead of the rest of the playoff contenders, which kind of adds fuel to the uh, top the two up kind of fire, doesn't it? Yeah, hmm. um, especially Dorking, after um, failing to beat Tootham and Mitch in, what, 4-0 uh, on the final game of the season, um, they then struggled in the playoffs. They had to beat Hastings United 4-3 yeah. on penalties and then had to beat Grinton Casuals 5-4 on penalties. So hmm. they really took it to the wire with those ones. Um one of your favourite clubs, uh, Rob Farnborough, uh, are coming back up. <laughs> second place. They were in second place as well. Once again, though, as you were saying, James, 13 points. Yeah. And uh, so the final one from the round of there, this is a shock. It's a bit of a shock, yeah. But again, it's Tiverton won at Salisbury, which is a phenomenal result. But mm. look at the table. They were only a point yes. behind them. So, yeah. And it, it just shows that it was, it was a really even... Even league and you apart know, from Hereford, I mean, it's it's you know, it's not it's it's not an injustice really when when the third place team was only a point off the second place team, you know. It's, so, but what a result for Tiverton to go to Salisbury and and win. Well, but. that's the thing. It's it's not it's not that it's un, not deserved. It was and they are were very close. It's still just a shock that yeah, Salisbury oh yeah, yeah. do it in front of their own fans uh, in the last oh. game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So obviously the pressure got to them because you know it, it, the expectation would have been there. There would have been a huge crowd. Um, no, there was only two thousand two hundred and forty-seven. There, that's the, not very many uh, for the level. <laughs> it's amazing numbers. To be honest, gentlemen. To be honest, gentlemen, that was actually that's actually a bigger crowd than what there was at Ebsley yesterday. Yeah, but Ebsley doesn't exist. <laughs> Technically true, but by the looks of it, neither do the supporters. <laughs> you can't support a team in a town that doesn't exist. <laughs> Again, technically true, but I mean the point I've made, and I've made to a few people when when you know when a club likes you know for a match at Salisbury, they can get two thousand two hundred, and yet you can go to a club that's kicking on the door of the National League North, National League, looking to get into the playoffs, and only two thousand one hundred come through the gate. There's something wrong somewhere with the model, with the you know, with the attitude of the fans in Kent rather than the ones in Wiltshire. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> it just shows a lot about what Salisbury are doing and how they've 
know, how they're energizing the crowds there. They're getting the people in. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be amazed if Salisbury don't, don't steamroll that division next season now that Hereford have gone. Yeah, I think they probably will because if you think about it, they'll they've got a season of experience. They'll be, you know, they'll have, you know, they'll have some some finance to spend. Yeah, they'll be all right. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if come come July when we come to our predictions, we probably don't all go for the same thing. This, I, I'm just just to um, before we do move on, this this league table is bizarre to me because Hereford, which, which one, the, the, the South and West, the Evo Stick South and West, because Hereford lost one game all season. Yeah. Um, Salisbury lost 11 games in second place, but scored 10 goals more than Hereford in that time. Mm. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. you know, and, and Hereford were only, in inverted commas, 18 points clear at the end of the season, despite Salisbury losing 10 games more than them. I just, I don't know. draws for Hereford. It's a bit of an anomaly. There's an, mm. it just, yeah, it's just a strange one. But oh. of course, that covers all the playoffs because from. Step five down, of course, it's just one up, no playoffs. Um, so, yeah, it's um, really interesting that the second-place team, more often than not there, has, uh, has triumphed. Um, just to, I'm just going, going back through. Uh, Leamington, uh, 2,102 there in their match. And just to, just to put these into perspective, uh, 3,119 at Bogner. Wow. Mm. Mm. It's a good, good number for that. I mean, there's, there's some good numbers at steps below, and that's just. Man, yeah. Dulwich have a huge fan base. They would have but, taken probably at least half of that. I would have thought. Uh, yeah, indeed they would. I mean, oh, I mean, there's a club that always puzzles me. They've got the great big fan base. There's no question about them being able to put support a club at a higher level. But when it comes to the playoffs, the teams just sort of throw their hands up and go, Whoa! and they just can't seem to take that final yeah, step. They, they are becoming the uh, the old cliche nearly men, aren't they? Every yeah, every every season it seems at the minute. But I'm delighted well, for Bogner, as we say after after mm. last season coming so close to uh, losing out to Hampton and then losing in the playoffs themselves. It's yeah, uh, there, there must have been an awful lot of pressure on them from their own fans as well in that in that True. final. True, and it, uh, to me, if if ever anybody ever gets a chance to go on a win away day to to Bogner to go to Nywood Lane, take it. It's a great day out. It's case of it's one of it's one of the favourite ones, and you know down at TW TW twelve. You'll be able to do it again next season. Indeed, we will. Let's hope we get it in August <laughs> no, yeah. and not in January. <laughs> it's no, it's no fun in January. It's not as much fun in January, but in August, ah, oh, what more could you ask for? <laughs> Seattle, um, um. <laughs> Let's 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 move on because we want to touch upon this. We we didn't have a podcast last week because I was traveling. Because why would you not travel on a bank holiday to go to work? Um, <laughs> Don't know. Never do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what this is a little story that caught your eye, James, and I think it's an interesting one. But I'll let you lead on it because I have some thoughts which are probably not what the FA wanted. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how I think about this myself. So, anyone who's uh, who follows non-league football or football to a a, a larger degree than just the, uh, the Premier League or the Football League uh, may well be aware that the FA are going to start to trial sin bins in non-league. Well, the very very lower reaches of football during. The, uh, the 
the next season. Uh, it's from step seven of the non-league, so we um, we are talking really low down. Um, and it's for descent. That's the only thing it's going to be for, um, which you know is it, it, interesting in itself. It, there's no diving involved or anything like that. It's just purely for descent towards the officials. It will result in a yellow card and a temporary a temporary dismissal uh, of ten minutes. Um, players are allowed. I think it's two, and then um, if they do it twice, they have to be. They serve the ten minutes temporary dismissal twice, and then they have to be substituted off. So effectively, they're sent off without the team being punished. If um, mm. they they would have ten men for ten minutes twice, and then that player would go off, and a substitute could come on. Um, so it's a it's a really interesting concept. And my other before we get into any debate on the validity of it and the, and the introduction of it, anything that helps. Players respect the man that's trying to allow them to facilitate them playing football by wearing that black uniform and blowing a whistle. Anything that is there to support them and back them up, I'm a mm. totally behind, 100%. Um, I do have some reservations about it going forward, but I'm sure they will come out as we as we talk about this. Mm. Um, basically, as well, the um, it won't be then reported as such, so they won't be fined for that yellow card. Uh, for the temporary dismissal, it will it'll still be recorded. I'm not sure if it goes towards a suspension. I don't think it does. Um, it'll still be recorded, um, but the usual fine won't be applied. Um, and I don't think it'll count towards suspension rules. But of course, if a player's getting sin binned regularly, then I guess he'll get called up mm. um, before a disciplinary panel. But it's it's a, a really interesting. Uh, proposal and it is one that I've heard banded around in recent years as, as potentially something to try. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be really interested to see what you guys think about this. Well, given the fact that you know, it, yes, there's one article I'm reading at the moment that says that almost a quarter of all cautions, all yellow cards, mm. and grass upsells for dissent. I think it's a wise move to try and focus on that. Um, and to give a player, you know, ten minutes to basically go and cool himself down, and text, you know, and take a look at himself. Yeah, it's got to be tried. And um, but as you quite rightly say, if if a certain player is getting sin binned every week, then the then the then the relevant league and then the FA are aware of where the problems are. I quite like the idea of the fact if they get two in a game, they're substituted, and you know that takes away. In some respects, the shock, the shock value of it. In some respects, because normally it's a case of one sin bin, two sin bins, and that's it. It's a red card, or what well, standard two yellow cards. But for this, um, you know, it, but then again, it raises the question: What happens if a team at grassroots level has only just got eleven fit players? The sin bin player can't, can't be substituted, or it could, it, it will be effectively sent off, and that'll be it. It's you know it's it's got it's got its points, and I quite like the thought this, the whole concept of how they're trying to work it. It'd be interesting to see in twelve months' time, you know, how the FA feel it's gone. Be nice if it works, because I think sometimes players do need to actually just, you know, take a moment to actually take a step back out of the heat of the action and just yeah, try and put themselves back in order again. 
It'll work for some, but it won't work for others. We'll just have to see how it goes, I guess. Oh. Yeah, go on, Chris. I don't think it's going to work. I think we they've not thought through. They've got two two two, two points really. Um, they're trialing it at the lowest level um, mm-hmm. by effectively giving a cash incentive to the clubs who are normally fined. I think about ten or fifteen pounds per yellow card mm-hmm. they get. Ten, That's going to be that'll be waived um, if they do this. Now, I don't know whether it's waived for all the yellow cards that they'll be getting in the season if they, if they participate in the trial. Um, no, it's just, but, for the, it's just for the descent yellow. It's just for the Sinbin one. So it's going to be an orange card, really, then? Technically, yeah, I guess. It's going to have, going to, have to be a different colour because um, well, two it, yellows should always make a red. But I think the bigger problem I foresee is you're trialling it down at youth teams and step sevens and... Here, you're lucky sometimes if you get two linesmen to run the game with the ref. Who's going to police? Where's the fourth official to police the sin bin? Because you've got sometimes they're struggling to find the officials at this level. And how's the referee going to run the game and then say, oh, shit, 10 minutes is up. That guy needs to come back on. Because you're not telling me that they're well, all honest players who will yes I've been off I've, I've not been off for 10 minutes yet ref not your back's turned and oh it's almost let's go on this this is yeah this is one of my reservations as well what if he's got his timer running for one player and then another player calls me useless so and so and he sin bins him and now he's got two players on sin bin with one player's four minutes into his and another's just start how many watches is he going to have to have on his wrist? He's going to have to say, you know, we've got this player on this watch and this player on this watch now, and he can come on in a few. Oh, no, someone else has just called me an idiot. <laughs> He's now got to go sit. Hmm. No, the dugouts aren't that big. You're <laughs> just not going to be able to have them sat there. Well, that's the thing. They shouldn't really be sitting with the team. Because well, no, they no, it's what I'm saying. It's, an, it's another. It's another thing. You could say, "Oh, ref, you're a blind." Dum, dum, um, and, oh, right. I'll go sit down, get a little team talk off the manager for ten minutes, see what he's doing, turn left, turn down, and then go back on there. And it's an advantage. And yes, you're down for ten minutes, but. And what this is the other thing as well. What if he gives a, a foul, or he gives a decision in front of the of the benches, and. One of the teams doesn't, you know, feels they've been hard done by, and then all five of their substitutes come screaming out of the dugout, say, "Ref, what the you idiot!" You... And they've all, all five of the substitutes have dissented. Does he book all of them so they can't then make a substitution for ten minutes? <laughs> you know, and then with the not to mention the rest of the players that are probably surrounding him at this point as well. I, just, I mean, as I said at the top of this, anything that gives the referees a little bit more confidence to deal with this um, and a little bit more support, I'm all for. The problem is, have they not brought this on among upon themselves? If they'd have been stronger on dissent to begin with, and I'm talking at the top level of the game here, I'm talking about Man United surrounding the referee like they always used to do and mm-hmm. probably still do. They all do it. Yeah. They, there was, a, there was a, an initiative brought in a few years ago taken from rugby union only the captain could speak to the ref that lasted about 30 seconds if i was a referee mm. and i was surrounded by eight players 
every single one of them get a yellow card. They won't come to you again that match because they know they'll get sent off. This this thing for me is because the referees haven't been strong enough and the FA feel like they need to do something. I, I'm with you, Kristen. At this level of the game, I can't see it working. Not down there. Not at step seven. As you said, it's half the time you won't have linesmen. So who's gonna, who is gonna police it, and who is gonna keep track of of how many players are in the sin bin and which player it is that's in the sin bin? And I just, I, I can't see it working. And furthermore, it's not that level of the game for me that needs sorting out. Uh, it's you know, I, I've got I've got an eight-year-old boy who who watches football. All his under-eight teams and all the other under-eight teams that we play every season, they all watch the Premier League. They're the they're the role models that they're seeing every week. It's them that need sorting out. If they're bringing this in, it needs to be at the top level again. The they need to see players like Wayne Rooney and Ronaldo and God knows who else sitting there with a dunce's hat on on the notice step because they call the referee an idiot the, the last thing I say before we kick off a match in the team talk to my under eights after I tell them have fun enjoy it and I say listen to the referee do not argue with the ref because you see it now I've got you see it on uh, all teams that we come up against and even a couple of players in our team from time to time get given a decision against them. It's like, oh, ref, what was that? So, you know, and it's like, be quiet. Do not, you know, you do not argue with the referee. You, I'm in, in training, me and and, a, and the other guy, uh, my mate, the coach is with, with me. We, in the training match, we deliberately give bad decisions to try and teach them it's going to happen. Do not argue with the decision that's been given. It's not always going to be right. They do get it wrong. They're human, but they've given it. Deal with it. Get on with it. I suppose. Um, uh, I suppose the reason for trialing it at this level is to iron out any of the screw ups that up and any of the mistakes that might happen. Get it. Let it happen in the trial season so they can see how it works. Then, if it works, they can refine it and bring it in at higher levels. If it proves not to be workable, then step seven and below, who's going to notice? And it's not going to matter. Well, that's so, the thing. It, it, who's going to notice? So, who's going to notice when they just sweep under the carpet and this is it? Nothing ever comes of it because I guarantee you nothing will ever come of it. It will never come any higher. What they maybe should have done is tried it in that stupid tin pot under twenty three trophy, or the <laughs> EFL Cup, or something that's got, or even even the National League that has an occasional game on BT Sport. Just something that has a little bit more of a profile, and you could do it full time down at Step Seven, but just do it in a competition that has a little bit of a little bit of more profile so that more fans and more players and and more teams and managers and everyone know that it's going on because do you, do you really think that the premier league care what's happening at step 7 of non league that's 12 divisions away they don't care they, what happens in the championship yeah exactly they don't care <laughs> they don't care about a team once they drop out they don't care about sunderland and how badly they're being run and they didn't care about Leeds United or Portsmouth, you know, dock them their points, they drop out of the league, it's not our problem. You know, it's same, it was the same to an extent with the Football League and Luton Town. You know, dock them 30 points, they'll be out of the league, we won't have to worry about them. They just, they don't care what's happening outside. They'll never go for it. The Premier League would never sign off on it. So it's, it is, a, it's an admirable thing from the FA, but 
they're on a hiding to nothing with it. I I think it's it's interesting, but I it's more of the it's the administration uh, that's going to be the problem uh, for me. That we're not going to see that. I'm I'm used to seeing I'm used to seeing because I watch a lot of ice hockey and you're used to seeing right. Just two minutes. You you you're you're a man down for two minutes. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. But that's that's always been there. That's what I mean. And so I'm you used know. to seeing it. And rugby, they introduced it, and as I say, sometimes it's used as tactical advantage. But even in rugby, you've got the you've got the officials there to monitor. It. You've got somebody sitting next to the guy saying, "Right, your time's up. Get back on." And how does it how does it then work? Um, because if you think of the rule that you're not supposed to lead the field of play without the permission of the referee, and you're not allowed to come back on without the permission of the referee, how is he going to see it? So it could be end up. I've seen it in matches before where you can't get the ref's attention because he's right down in the corner. He's keeping up with play, and so he's going to serve an extra minute or two. <laughs> and so it's all. It's a, it's a lot of ifs, and I think I think you're both right. It's it's easy to hide it away down there and say, well, we tried it, it didn't really work, and none of you big boys with lots of big bank accounts with mega shot lawyers can sue us. Um, so that's why we're not going to try it anywhere higher. So it, it's going to be interesting. It does need doing, but like you say, James, it starts at the top. When you've got players of the club who are certain clubs in the Premier League at the moment, they're doing the same as they did, as Chelsea did to Mourinho. They're just playing rubbish. They're saying, you won't let me leave. I'm just going to turn up and walk around on the pitch and do all the stuff. And if you don't play me, who cares? I get a quarter of a million pound a week. Well, and I don't need to play this football lark. And... It's the same thing. We need it up there, and just make maybe just make it. It's one of those things. Make it a ridiculously thing. If you get caught, if you get uh, cautioned or sent off for dissent in the Premier League, you get a hundred thousand pound fine. Simple as that. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the, the guys up there, they're they're the role models that kids see. I could, it's all well and good trying to sort out at grassroots level, but there, there's, at step seven, you, you're going to have no more than 60 people at a game, and that's probably grossly exaggerating a lot of a lot of grounds. It needs to be at the very top where millions of kids see it in the ground and on the telly. But it, it's just never going to happen because you'll get you'll get the Arsenal fans that are paying 100 grand a year for their season ticket. Saying, oh, why have you sent? You know, why has he got the yellow car for calling the ref? The ref got it wrong, and he's ah uh, no, I just he's, I just can't. He's never going to get to that top level of the game. So I just it's admirable, but I just don't see the point. Just tell the referees in the Premier League anyone that comes up to you other than the captain, which you should have done years ago when it was introduced. Book them only the captains. Mic up the referees. So you shame the players so that the, everyone hears what the players are calling the referee. Shame the players. And as you say, levy a massive, massive fine. And it should be like half their wage, half a month's wage. Or rather than it being a, a set figure of 100 grand, 50% of a month's wage for every time you call the referee or whatever. And then 
you'll soon see how it, uh, if the referees had been strong and booked every single player that came up arguing every decision, it would have stopped mm. within this, within that match. It would have stopped and you would never see it again. You would only ever see the captain go up. Managers aren't strong enough. Chairman aren't strong enough. FA useless. It just, it's, you know, the referees are fighting a losing battle. No, there certainly are. And we're fighting a losing battle, as always, against the clock. Um, Rob, is it time to have a little break now for the summer? Well, I think we should, because we haven't really got much left to talk about. We've just got the National League playoff final, which I probably shan't go to. And uh, no, there isn't really a lot left to talk about. Um, well, there is not... next week, there is the non league finals day with the trophy. Mm, that's two weeks away. That's two weeks away. 21st, that is. 21st? I thought yeah. it was 13th. No, it's 21st. No. Still, still can't go to it. <laughs> No, I think I think the thirteenth is the big National League Finals Day, big day out. That's the playoff final, isn't it? Yes. So we shall find out this time next week who is going to be going up into the football league alongside Lincoln City, and that will be interesting. Yeah, that should be a decent match. But as as we say, um, I presume. So, have the late Hampton ladies? Have they finished now for the? Uh, they just season? finished. Yeah, they just finished yesterday. They had the final game. Um, the last couple of games that had to be rescheduled right at the end of the season um, because of one thing and another with pitches. The one from two weeks ago had been postponed at least twice before. Uh, I know because I had to contact the league and tell them. So it's, uh, yes, their season's over. They're comfortable in about eighth in the twelfth team division, so they're fine. And um, I just there's just one thing I don't wish to see, and I don't wish. The thing is, I don't necessarily want to be anywhere near them when they go out for their end of season party. <laughs> well, you may be able to blog about that uh, over there on football as I see it. I've actually got one on the. Um, on the writing tablet at the moment about big clubs losing their soul. Yeah, let's put it. It's it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a rant about big clubs forgetting, uh, forgetting where they came from, and because they're being got got funding, they tend to they lose that little bit something about them that made them a non-league club that was that was great. Um, it's partially due to a reaction I got yesterday from. One or two of the Ebbs Fleet supporters. So uh, it's a little bit of you know, having a verbal rant, shall we say? But you'll see, you see it a lot. You see, I mean, you see big little clubs get money; they become big clubs, and something gets lost. Something that makes them the you know makes them a club that people want to support rather than just follow the money. And um, a little bit of that, but in the next forty-eight hours, gentlemen. So you'll be able to catch over there. Uh, and if you uh, don't get to read it on there, you can always go and uh, read The Rabid Robo, where yet another season has passed and we are no longer close, no closer to finding out <laughs> what that comes from. So that is something we're going to do. Uh, James, running around, it's uh, under the league. Still going strong? Yeah, still going. <laughs> um, think, now that I've been running tonight, I might have to write something about the... Uh, yeah. um, this, um, the Italian second division does a, a slight little and finally from there would you, would you like it? Um, as long as it's not about a little town about 20 kilometres west of Venice called Fozzo 
which is where I'm going tomorrow night. <laughs> and it cost me a hundred bloody euros to get a taxi. To, wow. uh, from the, from, yeah, that's what I thought as well. No, this is this is um, just quickly a, a team in Serie B, Pisa, are second bottom. Where they are, oh yes, about a point away from going down. They've got the best defence in the league, and they're getting relegated. Mm. In 39 mm. games, they've let in 29 goals. The team at the top had let in 36. They've got a minus seven goal difference, and they're going down. It's ridiculous. A lot of one-nil losses there. Yeah, it must be. Uh, they've, they've only scored 22. But That's I, a goal three games. I just find it. I mean, they're playing tonight, actually, funnily enough. But I just find it unbelievable that a team could let in 29 goals in 39 games. Be relegated. It's just madness. It is. I mean, I saw that and I couldn't believe it. I'm thought, you know, conceding 28, and then I looked on the other column, scored 24. I thought, yeah, there's the problem. <laughs> there's the problem with the identity forwards to match the defenders. They could have been quite successful. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I know it's not technically our. Um, Although then they will be serious, serious C next season, so that is kind of our, <laughs> our level. Uh, but yeah, that is it just tickled me this week. That, that's that ridiculous. Right. That's as we say, that's that for another week. Uh, we will wrap up the season fully at the end of month with uh, a nice roundup from the non-league final day. The uh, Mm-hmm. Panorama, big day out as all of the uh, playoff finals occur and we finally get to see who is going to join Lincoln City um, back up there in the uh, Football League. But really, whatever you've been doing, I thank you for listening.